It's very easy to go to a Toastmasters meeting. All you have to do is roll up at the door and say that you're a guest and you'll be welcomed with open arms. I'm serious about this, actually. Nobody needs to invite you. And every single Toastmasters club in the world is very keen to have new people come to the meetings. Well, they're obviously keen to have new people come to meetings because why should anybody bother joining Toastmasters unless they'd gone along and sampled it first and gone to maybe one or two meetings, found out whether it is right for them or not. The whole uh, ethos of Toastmasters is that to be provide friendly support in, in a whole wide variety of ways for people to learn about the art of what, what I would call the art of leadership and the art of communications. So that provides a huge wide range of stuff and I can't think of anyone who I've met who's been keen on self-development in any way who wouldn't say that Actually, I'd like to develop myself to be a bit of a better communicator or to have a bit more influence, to be a better leader. So Toastmasters is, a, is, is maybe worth knowing something about. Now, one of the things I do, and this is where the adventure comes into it really, is that every week with uh, Ted Melanfi and Moira O'Brien, they're two uh, uh, people who are members of Toastmasters in Cork, we uh, put together a, a, a podcast. It's called Irish Talkers. And I, yesterday, what I did was a short little snippet over uh, recorded and put out um, on via Lemur describing what had happened during the recording of the, the podcast. There's somebody at my front door, banging at the front door. This could well be uh, an important message. Hello. Oh, yeah. I'm up for Grace. Thank you very much you. for Grace. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, uh, no, you see, you never know what might happen. It is my daughter Grace's birthday today. She's 13 years old and a package has arrived for her. Okay, little distraction there. I won't even look to see where the package, well, I will actually, to see, I know uh, where it's come from. It's actually come from her brother, but don't tell her. Anyway, back to Toastmasters. Yes, every Thursday, I, we, we record this podcast called Irish Talkers, uh, which you can get in all the best places if you're interested in it meaning that you can get it on iTunes and everywhere else. The podcast is uh, runs for an hour, although we break it up into, into segments as, as completely separate episodes. And I thought, look, I, I'll just uh, share an episode from yesterday, um, give you a little bit of a flavour of what the podcast is like, um, it's Ted Melanfi and myself, and it's all about uh, delegating leadership skill, communication skill, and it's just a, a little 10-minute piece on the topic. So here, the adventure of recording a podcast uh, 
um, all about leadership and communication and uh, see what you think. So welcome back to our third section this evening of the talk show for talkers. And Paul is going to be taking control of this particular section. I'm not going to say two more except that he has titled this Delegate Well and Be an Excellent Leader. Over to you. Well, Ted, I'm going to practice the art of leadership. I'm going to lead on the question of delegation. If I was a really poor leader, I would fill up all the time during this section and there'd be nothing for you to do except sit there twiddling your thumbs, you see. Yeah, very good, I like it. If, on the other hand, I was going to bring you in and involve you in it, I'd have to make sure that I gave you a chance to say whatever you want to say about delegation. But let me tell you, I've never been a club president in Toastmasters. I've led various other things in my life, but I've never been a club president. I came across a great story by a woman called K.T. Lin, who comes from China, right. in the July issue of the magazine. And she's a member of Toastmasters Club in Shanghai. Copywriter by day, novelist by right. Hmm. She's written an a, a article called The Art of Delegation. And she starts off in a wonderful way in which she said she did something very badly. In her first term as a club president, in her debut with the Eagles Club in Saudi Arabia, she said she was quite lacklustre. She took on too much. I think it'd be fair to say we all know what it's like to take on too much, even if we haven't been a club president. Now, Ted, have you ever been the president of a Toastmasters club? I have. I had the pleasure and the privilege of being president of Blarney Toastmasters in 2015 when we were actually celebrating our 40th anniversary. Wonderful. So that and was a nice privilege to have. And tell me, were you an absolute success in that role? Did you succeed from the beginning of the Not year all the all. way through? No, I was just like the person you referenced there from Shanghai. I was one of these people who thought I could do everything. And consequently, when you try to do everything, then you just fall down at some stage. So I learned the hard way, which is what Toastmasters is all about anyway. Were you by any chance trying to micromanage everything that was coming most up? Most definitely, yes. Were you by any chance trying to make all the most important decisions yourself? Yes, of course. And decisions I was making that I thought were important, that weren't very important at all. But it's... I learned from that experience, Paul. I learned from it. And this past year I've just finished up as Division Director of Division A. And did you take all the decisions? Not, no, not, not. Did so, you micromanage not, the division? Not, no, no, I had learned from my year as club president. And I had a fantastic team last year. The area directors that I had working with me were absolutely wonderful. And in actual fact, they did all the work. And we were only one of two divisions in District 71, who now have 12 divisions, to have achieved President's Distinguished Division. First time Division A ever achieved that distinction. You learned, and you said a few minutes ago, that you learned by being in Toastmasters. You learned from that experience. Mm -hmm. Let me just share with you some of the insights that Katie Lynn got. 
from her experience as a club president. And she lists too many that I'm just going to pick a few out of it. She says that delegation is very important because it prevents you becoming busy with the wrong tasks. Excellent, yeah, I'd agree with that. So you can be busy running around doing all sorts of things. I would say there's no difficulty being busy as a club president. That would be my guess. Certainly not, yeah, certainly not. Yeah. You could be doing other people's jobs. Yes. And that would be the wrong task. Now, she also said that delegation improves efficiency. That it helps people to do the routine activities, to plan them, and to save everybody time. As I have had some experience in my life of being in a team where the leader was terrific, incredibly skilled, more knowledge than anybody else, more experience than anybody else, more energy than anybody else, more commitment than anybody else. And you know what it did? It either made me feel inadequate or it made me feel, ah, look, I let them off. They love doing it. They absolutely love this and that. They like doing, you know, finance. They like doing the secretary. They like doing the public relations. They like doing the membership. You know, you people who love doing all of these things... And because they love them and they've done every individual one of them well, they rise and everybody thinks they're the ideal president. True. It's happened and, you know, so often I think members in a team can actually give up and the president won't know it because the president will be making sure that the year is a great success. Of course, you're so right. I think the beauty of delegation really is that when you're in a position such as president, what you are doing really is that you are the conductor of the orchestra. So you're not making the music, but you're making the music sound as good as it possibly can sound. That's what it is. Delegate and and, and do it gracefully and with gratitude. Give the people who are in the little jobs, not the little jobs, but all the, you have six officers under you as president. So give them the jobs that they're picked to do and let them do the job. You see, we use the language of being, as you did there, people being under the leader. Yes. Mm. Now, another way of thinking about leadership in relation to other people on the team is that the leader is behind each of the people, not above them. Yes, I have The leader is behind each of the members, encouraging them, being a cheerleader, congratulating them, expressing, going back to what you said about gratitude, Mm. expressing enormous gratitude for what somebody's done, but giving people their head. Yes, you're so right. And And you picked me up on something there which which was very... Very uh, adroit of you, I think, insofar as I did say about the little people. Now, I didn't mean that whatsoever, but it came out the wrong way because how can you expect people to look up to you if you look down at them? And that's what leadership is all about, being part of the team. And as you said, behind them, con- uh, you know, urging them on. To go back to your conductor... The conductor doesn't take over the role of the first violin. 
Exactly. The conductor does not play a single musical instrument. Although the conductor may be a better violinist or a better percussionist mm-hmm. or a better brass player than anybody in the orchestra, they have a completely different role. That's true. So the job of a president then is not to prove that they are the most talented person in the club, but to bring on all of the other people in the club, let's take it just the committee, Mm -hmm. to actually bring on all the people in the committee, encourage them, give them good positive feedback, and that way they will avoid running round like a, what we call, running round like a blue arse fly. Or a headless chicken. Or a headless chicken. Or a headless chicken. That's all right. Another point she makes in this uh, article, in in relation to what a good leader does, is they build connections. The leader's job is to collaborate with everybody who's doing things, but also the leadership, the, the leader has an opportunity to build connections between people on the club committee and maybe other people in the club or people in other clubs. So, for example, a president of a club could very well notice that, let's say, you were the the person responsible on membership. Mm -hmm. Could very well, for example, think, you're very good at handling members in Blarney Club. You really have a terrific track record. Maybe it would be good for you to make a bit of contact with a membership person in another club. And all the leader would need to do is not to make the contact, but to say, Ted, you're very good at this. Why don't you go and chat to one or two of the other people? Be good leadership for you. Excellent, yeah. And that would be a tiny nudge, a little push, rather than... I've set up a meeting, Ted, for you as, the, as yes, our person, mm. right? And I'd like you to go along to it, and this is what I'd like you to do. Yeah, that's great advice. But that tiny little nudge, a little thing on the shoulder, when you're ready. Mm. And the leader's mm. job in that situation is to notice all the development opportunities and very delicately tweak them to each of the people. Yes, to the full advantage of the club, I have to agree with you, that's what it's all about. That's what the, being a good leader is. Or even, I'm thinking now, that if you became, if somebody becomes a president of a club, they could very easily go round or have one-to-ones with the people on the team and say, look, Ted, you're just become let us say, the second secretary of the club, or any other role. Yeah, yeah, or VP or whatever. What would you like to get out of the role this year? Excellent, that's the way to do it. Now, I wonder how many presidents actually ask people in their club, what would you like to get out of the role? Yeah, and I think this is a great subject that you're discussing today, especially since we are now starting on the new year of Toastmasters, so you have lots of new presidents in there looking for this little nugget or this little gem, and you're offering it here today, Paul. So when they're listening to the talk show for talkers, they can say, this is the way I'm going to go about it. And you also referenced this article by Katie Lynn in the July July issue issue of the Toastmasters magazine, so she can look it up there. And if you've had the experience of saying that you tried to do everything in your your mm-hmm. first year ever as a president, and she says that, mm-hmm. I just wonder 
whether this is something that we could all learn from. Oh, I think so, most definitely. And I think that wraps us up nicely. And with our third piece of music is by another heart-trabber, Julio, Julio Inglesias, When I Need You. <laughs> 